Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! The return to glory. What's up? What's up? Not much. Just living my best life. How have you been? It's been a while. It has been a minute. I've been good. I've been... Three weeks? Yeah. I've been uh, all over the place. Playing a shit ton of events and traveling a bunch. Where are you at right now? Morganson, North Carolina, baby. Where's that at? Um, it's right in between Asheville and this little town called Hickory. Are you playing Yeah, yeah. Nice. Was today the first day? No, sorry. I was taking a big swig of water. Um, practice round today. So, day or round one tomorrow. Your boy's got a 9.03 T off time, so. <clears throat> Not yeah. Yeah, sir. Nice. All right, yeah. well, uh, what do you want to get into How'd today? Uh, let's talk about our <clears throat> our relationships. That, what we want to talk about, for sure. And that's, like, all general. Or that can be, like, very vague with relationships as well, too. And then um, you want to discuss some live opinions and stuff? Yeah, yeah, I'm done. The live thing yeah. is seems to be the talk of, of golf right now. And I hope Jared Howard's listening to this because I did not watch one single shot of the U.S. Open this week. Ooh. I heard it was you a good one. Won? Matt Fitzpatrick. Matt Fitzpatrick, yeah, he won. Yeah. Looked it up yesterday. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty entertaining. I heard it was good. And Maddie P or Maddie F ended up getting the W for England finally. It only took them about a hundred and nine years though. Wait, is that the first one? No, that was from like the greatest game ever played when oh, yeah, yeah. Matt beat Clyde Ray and Harry Varden back in nineteen thirteen. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah, man. I watched that movie like every trip down to Florida I had for a golf tournament, like for the Optimist and all that. <laughs> yeah, me and my brothers would pop in the back and watch that shit. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, do you want to lead it off? Yeah, where do you want to start with first? Live or? Uh, service relations live. first. Oh, okay. shit. Okay. <laughs> oh, let me, let me put the coin. I'll flip a coin for this. Heads, lives, tails, relations. All right. Live it is. Live. It's tails. Tails never fails, baby. Um, What are your thoughts? Uh, I I feel like we've talked about this a bunch already. 
And my thoughts haven't changed when it comes to, especially when Jared was on and we were talking about how you never ask where your, where your paycheck comes from, you know? And I was even talking to my mom on the way back from a tournament today. She mentioned something about it and I was telling her the money that was being thrown and I told her that Tiger was offered a billion dollars and she was like, he obviously took it. Right. I'm like, like, no, he turned it down. Tiger, I think is different though, because he, uh, doesn't want, he went, well, doesn't need it one and he wants to chase the wins. You know, he doesn't want to put himself in a situation where the PGA tour is not going to play, even though I don't think that whatever happened, but I don't know, man. I'm. I think it's a cool concept. Obviously, it's the first year of it, so there's going to be a bunch of uh, errors and and things will work and things won't. Like just like anything when you're starting out, and I just think the outrage on Twitter and what the PGA Tours come out and said is just really ridiculous. And I think that it's turned into kind of what we do with politics. You're either with me or against me. You can't be in between. And I would say I'm in between. Like, I understand why the PGA Tour and some why people don't support it, but at the same time, if you wear Nike shoes, you can't say anything. Yeah, they're big babies when it comes down to. And they just don't want to – like, I think that the, the Live Tour is not really going about and entering golf the proper way because they're just making the rich richer. They could easily take that money – and put it in towards a developmental tour, but that's not, it's not going to make them money. It's not going to give them any publicity. So it's not going to give them the publicity that they want. Yeah. Or but I mean, like, you, you kind of have to get that. You kind of have to get that draw though. So you kind of have to get like all those big name players to play to possibly get TV deals. And I understand that they don't want money, but to have the outreach for people to watch to eventually make money, um, I feel like this is the route you have to start with, but I agree. It's not, I mean, is there, is there really a way to join the golf world? Like, is there a correct path? Because I feel like no matter how they did it, the PGA tour would still come in and pump all these articles out and threaten yeah, players yeah. if they left. More than likely the PGA tour will try to stomp on whatever tour that comes about that's not their own. Exactly. From what I've seen. I mean, they made PGA Tour Canada, PGA Tour China, PGA Tour Latino America for their own, but they've never really recognized any others. I think that a few tours maybe have, like, been approached by them, but they're not, uh, from what I've heard and seen, that nothing has really come about. I mean, I'm, clearly, there's no tour in America besides the PG, nothing by the PGA Tour besides the PGA Tour and the Porn Tour. Tour. Yeah, it's very, it's very monopolized. Tour. Um, but they're not, well, they're not owned by the PGA Tour, so, yeah. I'm curious to see how Pumpkin Ridge goes next week. Um, all of them, all the events coming up. Yeah, I mean, I I was looking on, I was like trying to get back on Twitter and see if I could like, if I would enjoy sharing thoughts. But every time I read something, I was like, why am I even on this app? 
Like it, it's just. I think I just. I was thinking about that too. I just my Twitter, and like unfollow <laughs> and like delete all my tweets, and whatever, whatever like comes to mind, I'll just share it. Like here, here, here's a good one for example. This is a thought I had when I was caddying for Daniel because play at the U.S. Open sectional was so slow. Um, not to get off topic, we can talk about this too. My tweet was golf observation slash theory. The further the golf ball goes, the slower play will be. I did see you tweet that actually. So my my like backing behind this is like a lot of times you're waiting for people to walk away like out of distance. And so if you can hit it that far, like if you can hit it shorter, or if you're hitting it shorter, like people are going to be out of distance quicker. Therefore, you can proceed with playing your shot. So the golf ball going longer is great, but it's meant down to. Um, yeah, I also think it just goes to. I, I don't know. I. I, I see. I hear what you say, you're saying, but it, it just kind of comes down to like preparation and pre-shot routine, because no matter how far the golf ball goes, there's still going to be those slow players. There's still going to be those weights. There's going to be those guys who can't hit it that far, and there's going to be guys who hit it further than most. So I feel like it's yeah, all relative. I mean, yeah, it, there's going to be a correlation for everything, and like it's not going to be like a major. Um, outlier or something that's going to stick out on paper uh, maybe barely over time but I think that like the further the golf ball goes over time like those guys used to like they used to play US Opens in two days 72 holes you know they play 36 like no problem and I think it would be a field of 150 do you think or around that do you think it's because it was more ignorance back then and now since we have all this technology and we have all these like weird quirky things going on in the game that it just slowed down play? I think the attention, people's attention spans were lasted longer a hundred years ago. And Therefore, they could focus on just playing golf and get it done as quickly as possible. They weren't thinking about something else while they were playing. They were just, like, walking to their ball, maybe having, like, a brisk conversation or brief conversation, and then, like, hitting it, going to the next shot, hitting it. And, like, playing golf in three and a half hours was commonplace. Yeah, but that's what... I'm walking, saying is, is now now there's like so much nuance and yeah I mean if you just look at a PGA Tour event there's just so much bullshit going on and sometimes I think of like all the stuff tour players do like I wouldn't want to do half the shit that they do like I just want to go play golf and leave like I don't want to do like the interviews like who are those for unless you win and I don't know it's just like a lot of a lot of dumb stuff and then like there's so many fans around and the autographs and the 
you know, like quieting everyone and moving when someone hits it in the woods. Right. So there's just there's just so much more stuff. But I was playing. So what uh, do they have? What do they have at the live events? Did you see any of it? Dude, I don't watch golf. <laughs> I didn't see. Yeah, I didn't see any of it. Coming. Yeah, I don't know. I. It's really hard for me to sit down and watch it because it just makes me want to play. But I'm not saying that the live is going to be a better product. Like I would never say that, but I just think that there should be something competing that like golf golf's the only sport where you don't, or the players don't get a yearly pay. They are all independent contractors. And there's guys in the NBA that never see the court and they're making 2 million a year or more. And there's guys in the PGA tour who won't even touch that amount of money and they're going to have to go back to Q mm-hmm. school and they, they're not going to be able to support a family or you can't even get a second job if you're obviously traveling every weekend and paying out of your pocket. So I think, I think the live tour is going to force the hand of the PGA tour and maybe incentivize them to either pay tour players or dish out a little bit more money throughout the contract, tours. Contract tour players, that'd be really nice. Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, if you win, you get a two-year contract, you're making... I mean, even if everyone made a million a year or, I don't know, like 50000 a year to cover expenses. Yep. Same with Corn Ferry Tour. You get a Corn Ferry card, you get this much money. You get a salary for the year. Exactly. I think that's what that's what people want to see. And then after after that, then you can play for the bonuses. Then you can play for the points because that's what the points are for. That's what the I mean, they, system is for. Like how? I mean, I know we talked about this a while ago, but the PIP thing. How dumb was that? Like, what a horrible fucking whatever that was. Around. I doubt it because I was like Tiger didn't play one event and he won it. <laughs> yep. It's I saw just... his leg today, by the way. Have you seen it? No. Oh my god. It's what? Like, it looks like a dog got a hold of it. Like, oh for sure. I don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I'm all set. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you have any more thoughts on Live Tour? I just think that I mean, people on Twitter, dude, like the the, the people who, who think that they're so fucking moral with, like, how you get paid. Like, come on. It's so stupid. It honestly makes me think that most of them are bots that are, that are like, saying st- something. Because it just doesn't seem like I haven't met one person. I haven't met one person who's been like, I hate the live tour. In person, I haven't met anybody. Have you? I haven't had any, like, hate, but just, like, a lot of, like, eh, or, yeah, I like it. But no one's like, oh, like, it's terrible. I hate it. The only thing I yeah. don't like about it is that it's a shotgun start. Yeah, that's dumb. Shotgun them. Yeah, that's stupid. Like, just let them play. There's not too many of them. It's 48 of them, man. Oh, I agree. They're just trying to be just different. Yeah. And I think I think their thing if, is if they're gonna be different, do like do like 
double teas, you know. I think their thing is they just want to get the round over with and have as much footage as possible at once. So they're not waiting yeah. for each person to go off. So you can see everyone's full round basically. So in that sense, I don't hate it. Cause like, think if like the PGA tour did that, like initially, obviously the live tour is going to get bigger. So they're not going to be able to do it. The shotgun start. But if the PGA tour like started the shotgun start and it was only a 48 player field, then it'd probably still be going on. Cause you know, they're all about fucking tradition. So it's just yeah. every, everyone's so used to the model now. But what do you think it, of a shotgun start? Like, would you play in a tournament where it's a shotgun start? I or you just feel like hate fun? shotgun starts. Hate them. There's a, the Nevada Open, I think we've talked about before. They do a shotgun start the first two days. It's just drives me nuts. But, I mean, that's when you have, that's when you have big fields, though. You know? Yeah. I mean, college tournaments, right? Yeah. Basically, I, I, every I college know. tournament we've played in was a shotgun start. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of them, but, hey, it's not my tour. I'm not telling, I'm not telling how to run it. It's like I'm not telling the PGA Tour how to run their shit. It's just broken. It's just messed up. So, all right, let's get into uh, relationships. So when you brought this to my attention, I I was kind of on the same page as you. Like, there's so many different relationships you have. There's your coach. There's your fitness trainer. There's the people around you, like your friends and family, and then obviously, like, girlfriend or boyfriend, if you obviously, you know, it's 2022, <laughs> and if you're a girl. and uh, Your partner. Your partner, whatever. And, uh yeah. I've had positive, a lot of positives and a lot of negatives on both, but I want to hear what you want to start with. So do you want to start with like your coach relationships or like a girlfriend relationship that you've had in the past that's been positive or negative with you? Just let's dive right into the meat and let's go with the uh, off course relationships. So like, All right partners, friends, fan, family, um, those, those for sure. All uh, right, leave us off. I've had, dude, I don't, I've had some, some relationships that have been very, like, positive and influential for me. Uh, also some that have, like, kind of distracted me from golf, whether it's, like, the ending of it or like the the whole the whole thing <laughs> but i haven't really had i haven't really had anyone that's really taken me away from golf um yeah you want me to go I ahead mean, and you can you yeah. can bounce off me where's your yeah, where's your head at with it? All right, so I've had – I don't want to say a lot, but I've had a few girlfriends that were all about me and all about my lifestyle at the beginning. And usually when I am able to date, it's around, like, the off-season or I'm not traveling as much or I'm working to make money so I can travel 
and plan these events. So that's like when you meet these people, right? So like you have a lot more time, you're saving your money, you're at home more. And then once you save your money, it always, it's, it's always the same pattern. It's why can't we do this? You're always gone. Why can't you take a day off? Have to get it. Florida. Every single time. Like I only see you four times a week. <laughs> I mean, luckily now I have someone who understands like the grind. Like she travels a ton and she works a ton and she understands the ins and outs of for the most part what I'm doing because it's it, the line is very parallel with what she does, but um it could it's for me it's a deal breaker in a relationship when it gets to that point of they are kind of fighting you going to work or they're fighting you going to play in an event that could possibly change your career or even a smaller event. Yeah. Because I always lay it out. I always have laid it out. Like this is what I do. This is my schedule. Like there might be days that we could go do something, but for the most part, every single day, this is what I'm doing. And then when I travel, here's my schedule. So like if I want to make time, I can make, I can. I can't. It's, and then I always try to, I always try to say the same thing. Um, if I had a clock in, it'd be different or your reaction would be different because I have to do it but you think that it's like a choice that I go practice every day, you know, or I play in these tournaments, which for the most part it is. Yeah. For the most part it is your choice, but at the same time, like if you're not going to put the work in, then then what are we doing? Like, this is just a hobby then. Like it's, it's different if I was going out and drinking 12 beers and playing 18 holes with some buddies, but I'm going out and trying to make 105 footers in a row. You know, it's, it's a little different and it, and it is a job. So that, I mean, that's had some negative, you know, I've had some negative responses from that, but now I'm in a good place. I've, you know, it's been quite some time, but I mean, with, when it comes to relationships, like with a girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, that's kind of been my experience. I feel you. The the past few that I've had, I'd say I've been supportive of them. I've had a few like in the past, especially like out of college, um, where I feel like it was like more so like, hey, like you need to spend time with me or like we need to do something. But at the same time, it was long distance and like, yeah. I don't know. Some of the relationships I've had in the past few years have been really interesting and I've come along. It's, it's been an interesting road for me with that in golf. And so, um, right now I'm in one and she supports the hell out of me in my golf and she's already come to one in Nashville and like just wants to come to more and wants to be involved as possible and like help in any way. And so, like, I'm all about that shit, and I love it. And so, um, 
Yeah. Like, I'm excited to see where that can go. And I just want to keep going on with that. But um, no one's really wanted to, like, get involved like that before, too. And it's, it's pretty neat to see. Yeah, that's rare. I don't know. It's just tough. It's tough to have a normal relationship with the, the lives that we live. So. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... It definitely is. And, like, especially if, like, they have a job or something, you know. Um, <laughs> and they're, like, tied down to that and they can't go travel with you. Because, like, if if, if, if they can travel with you, it's so much easier to, um, to spend time with them like that and, like, experience that golf tournament, you know, especially if it's a big one, like, uh, or if you're playing well in one, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had good and bad, um, experiences with all that. I've had, so Paige came with me to Hawaii and I missed, um, I missed qualifying by two, but you know, it was, it was cool that she got to come out there and see the whole thing and she was, she's only been supportive. So it's, that's great. But then I've also had an ex come to one. And then when we go back to the hotel, it was like a hundred degree day. I needed like, I just told her, I was like, I just need like an hour to decompress. Like I'm, I'm tired. Just give me a second and then we can go do something. And you would have thought that I told her that she looked fat and what she was wearing because I was just, I was like, this is work for me. Like you wanted to come, yeah. we flew out here together. This, look where we're staying. We're in a cool place. We're actually staying at PJ National, but it, it. I mean, it was like pulling teeth if I told her I wanted to just chill. You know, after. You know, I don't. I don't know. It, it, it could be both ways, but yeah, if they're if they're all in and they understand the physical and mental side of of the game, then, um, then that's awesome. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of work that goes in on and off the course. You gotta, you gotta have some time to really like decompress and settle in for really everything it is you do. I mean, <clears throat> with golf, I mean, you gotta think about, um, think about like what you did, analyze, like how you played that day, whether you do st- your stats or not. Um, or think about like, all right, well, I don't feel like I really hit hit too many greens, or didn't place the ball on the greens as well as I wanted to. So, like, I work on my course management tomorrow. I'm like, where I want to hit the golf ball, um, something like that. Yeah, and also like just playing the the, the round isn't the whole tournament. Like my my thing is like today. I warmed up an hour and a half, two hours before. Um, then I practiced for two hours after, and then I worked out. So that's my routine. And just because, like, you're coming along with me, yeah, we're going to go out after. That's the only thing that's going to be different in my routine because, again, this is my work. And I don't know. It, it, there's just There's just more to just playing the 18 holes that day. And if if you get someone who's all for it and just there for the ride, like Paige literally brought a book out. She was like, take as much time as you need. 
I was like, wow, okay, you're different. Fuck yeah. Well, let's make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I, I only need to putt for a little bit. She's like, nope, do your whole thing. I was like, all right, say as less. As long as you want. Take as much time as you want. I'll be here. Yeah. And that's that's how it was, man. It was it was very – like, you know, like, when you feel like you – because, like, things that happened in the past, you're kind of walking on eggshells. Like, I don't want to piss her off, but – Here's what I'm yeah. going to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah, man, that's tough, but um, let's flip it over to uh, more on the course or coaching relationships. Sure. I know we've seen slash do kind of still see the same coach, but I've had a few over the years and um I actually had a conversation today with uh, with the guy I was playing with, and he was asking me if I worked with anybody, and I haven't worked with anybody in the last probably six, seven months, and I've been hitting it better than I've ever hit it in my life. And I'm not saying that's the coach's, my old coach's fault, but what we were working on just wasn't really working. And so sometimes you just have to do your own thing, in my opinion. But um, it's uh, but when it comes to actually working with someone, it's good to always have that person, like always be able to hit up that person, whether they're gonna hit you up, hit you back right away or within 24 hours. Because if you start working with someone who never answers your texts or only works on stuff with you within that hour that you're paying for, that's when it gets a little dicey. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you there. And I can say, like, I just thought about it, like, the number of lessons I've had and coaches I've had, um, I, coaches I've had that have given me lessons, I can count on my, my hands. So, like, there's not that many. Like, I had, like, one lesson from a guy in Sea Island that taught Billy Horschel and a few other PGA Tour players. He's in Sawgrass now, as with this other putting coach. Saw him in Sea Island. Uh, saw a guy in Pinehurst. And then other than that, like, I only saw him a handful of times. And, like, all good stuff. It was all use, useful and knowledgeable. But I've really only, like, stuck to two coaches of recent. That's Sonny and then um john wilkinson who taught me in college as well too um reached out to him a couple years ago and then he moved down to sebastian right next to my grandpa my papa so i'm able to go visit my papa and then um, see john a little bit too but john's like the mad scientist like left brain kind of guy and like sonny's more so like the creative right brain so kind of like balance each other out really well and that's what I like. I only see John a few times a year and more so I'll see and like more so in the winter as well and then I'll see Sonny say like way more frequently especially like summertime when I'm up in Ohio. Yeah. I'm actually going to um, be in Ohio on Friday. Yeah. But no, I mean like Hell yeah, man. Good stuff. Um, I might catch you. We'll talk oh, you're going to be... 
Yeah. Are you going to be yeah. in Cincinnati? Okay, we'll talk after. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I really like latched on to uh, a mentor. I've mentioned him on, like, on the pod before, uh, Bob Harrison. He unfortunately passed away uh, in 2020, not of COVID, but um, he was he was old. He was like 79, about to turn 80, and so he uh, he taught me for basically up until then. Like I remember, like having a phone call with him, like probably three or four weeks before he passed. So, like, we kept in touch and, like, we exchanged books and he gave me some, like, good books to read and articles to read all the time. I still carry them with me. Um, and so, like, that relationship definitely lasts. And, like, I've taken so much away from that. And just I, like, all those times, like, he just helped me out on the range was just so awesome. And that was definitely the most impactful relationship coach player-coach relationship I had. I mean, he taught me a lot, especially, like, more so outside of, like, the whole, the whole, the whole aspect of golf. Like, he just taught me just how to be a pro, basically, as well, too. Because he was just always just stoic as hell and so cool, calm, and collected, and just always seemed to say like the most peaceful thing, or like the the, the right. He was impeccable with his word, and so like it was just awesome to have a coach like that, you know. Yeah, I mean, I would. That's you basically just grew up with him, right? Yeah, like I mean, was, I started taking lessons from him when I was in like seventh grade. So seventh Damn. grade, so I was fourteen years old, all the way up to twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Wow, yeah, my first coach was Half my nine. sophomore of high school, which was uh, Doug Martin. <laughs> he was right. my first coach, and then uh, I've he honestly only worked. What's that? He snuck recruit you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he he, uh, he got me. But, yeah, I worked with him for probably three years, and then I worked with Sonny for a while, and then I worked with Jake Gilmer for probably three years. But Sonny, I always – me and Sonny kind of think the same about the swing, more like feel and course-oriented, no, not really mechanical. Like, I've learned so many mechanics from every coach I've worked with, and – I've learned to get in certain positions because of them, but for whatever reason, I always go back to Sonny, and if I ever have a question about anything, he's like the first one I call, so I'm actually going to be working with him for an hour on Friday, which I'm excited about because it's been a minute, but... Going to Heritage. Yeah, we're going to Heritage and getting some work in, but but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely important because you just need someone you trust, and you need you need a method that works for you, and if it's not working for you, you need to you need to change it, and you can't be afraid to try something new. Which I'm glad I haven't kind of been doing my own thing for the past four or five months because I've found my 
I don't know, man. I found my game. I've been playing so well. I've been hitting it so well. I just need to clean up some mistakes. Like today in my tournament, I shot 69. But honestly, could have been it could have been 60. Like it was it was ridiculous. But I just had a lot of good putts near the hole. Hit a lot of tappings. I had a a lot of four or five footers for birdie that didn't fall and I made a double from the middle of the fairway from 150 out, like just little things that I need to work on in my game, but it's so close. And I think it's because I've kind of found a feel route that I've been trying to find and have been kind of afraid to move from mechanics because, you know, I'm on Instagram and, and TikTok and I, Growing up watching Tiger, I've always wanted to have a perfect golf swing. But right now, man, I don't really give a shit what it looks like because I can do whatever I want with the ball. Exactly. That's all that matters. Yeah. Getting the ball in the hole, but don't ask for a pitcher. <laughs> yep. Um, so I think that's, that's important. So you just have to listen to yourself, and then you have someone to bounce ideas off of. Okay. What about mental coaches and like sports psychologists? Um, I've worked with some sports psychologists. Um, I don't know. I I think a lot of that. I feel like Sonny's been probably the most beneficial. My, I know this is going to sound like very simple, but there was a few months ago I was like kind of doubting doubting uh, my swing a little bit and only because I was looking at where I didn't want to hit it instead of where I wanted to hit it. And Paige was at one of my tournaments and she was like, why don't you just focus on where you want to hit it? And so it was really hard for me, but for the next like two weeks, I only tried to focus on where I wanted to hit it. But now, now doing that feels like it's second nature and I never think about where I don't want to hit it. Yeah. So, and I've gone, I've seen, probably four or five mental coaches because that was something I really struggled with and none of them helped. Like none of them. They all told me the same thing. They only gave me breathing exercises and I don't know. It was just something that I had to find myself or kind of like just talk through. I have a really good relationship with, uh, the guy I see that you classify him as a mental coach. Like, even work on like breathing exercises or, or focus band or anything like that. Like, a lot of times we just talk and like we don't see each other that often or like talk that often anymore. But like, it's just good to be able to like just talk to someone and like be open with them about it and like just be able to share anything that's on your mind that could be either helping or in a way obstructing you from achieving your full potential on and off the golf course you know yeah and so that's I, I definitely like that guy in my circle Brian and then um, Sonny as well too. So I mean, I, I have a, a deep relationship with Sonny, a lot more closer and friendly than it was with like uh, than would have been with Mr. Harrison, Bob. 
I'd say, because like it's a, like I said, like it was more of like a mentor and apprentice kind of thing, a teacher and apprentice. Um, I was like always learning and just trying to like learn the discipline. Whereas like Sunny, it's it's like yeah, like you know this already. Now it's time like you're gonna learn to apply it. That's kind of like a I don't know. I think of it as like an avatar, like the cartoon series. Um, him going to all these like coaches and like how they teach in different ways. So, anyways, I'm just. No, I feel you. I've I've learned I've learned so much from everyone I've worked with. That I'm not saying that I came away with nothing with mental coaches or coaches in the past, but I think that's just part of growing. Another thing I was, I think I was talking about with. I don't know, like in all these tournaments, I have a lot, a lot of conversations because you're on the golf course with all these people for so long. And one thing we were talking about is uh, how golf is such a mature game and your prime isn't in your mid-20s or late-20s. It's almost in your mid-30s or early mid-30s, late-30s because you have just been through it all and you learn so much about you and golf and the golf swing in general. So yeah. the more experience you have with everything and learning from a different people, the better you get. If you apply it I the right way. 30. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I thought you were finished. You're good. Um, Megan, you have anything else to say? Or no, no, no. Repeat that no. since I spoke over you. No, you're good. Okay. I was just going to say I just turned 30. So I'm glad to be out of my 20s, man. Oh yeah, I got a few more weeks left in my. Wait, when when was your birthday? Wasn't it like a few days ago or something? It was on the twelfth. Oh damn! Okay, well, happy late birthday! I'm July twelfth, about to turn thirty, so I'm right behind you. Fuck yeah, baby! Yeah, it's it's wild. I'm twenty eight in COVID years, but. In COVID years, that's funny. Yeah, took a few years off my freaking life, but anyway. Yeah, so golf is such a mature game. Yeah, it can teach you a lot, and, like, you can build, like, relationships to help you apply to all different forms of your game in life, so. Yeah, yeah, so I know it's getting late for you, so do you want to, do you have any would-you-rathers that you want to end on? Yeah, let's close it. Maybe we can reopen this book another time. This is kind of good. Um, let's definitely continue it. Would you rather? Would you rather play in the Wave Tour or the PGA Tour? PGA Tour. Me too. I like that PGA Tour. Just because of, you know, the reputation and... Okay. You know. All right. Would you rather Corn Fairy Torquay School or Euro Torquay School? Or DP World Your Tour school. DP World Tour. I had, I never really thought of that. I think I'm gonna look at that because, like, as you and I both know, we should look into it. dollars. Yeah, I know. It. How much did it go up by? Like a thousand bucks. Two thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I heard the qualifying. If hey, if you want to look into DP World Tour Q School, let me know. Maybe we yeah, can go over there yeah. together. 
I'm not opposed. I'll check it out. I didn't even think of that until just now. Yeah. So. I, I don't, I, I'm, I know the last two years they haven't had any qualifying, but I'm sure they'll open it back up this year. Yeah, I think they are. We'll definitely talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, I don't really have any, like, interesting would you rather's I've been thinking of. It's been a while. Like I said, like, we're, just, we're back at it. We're getting back on, on the grind. and um, Yeah. Hold on. I got one for you. Would you rather have the ball above your feet or below your feet from Ooh. 170 yards out? Below. Okay. Why is that? I don't know. I just feel like I can like have fun with it a little bit more. I can play a cut in there. I can always just like cut it off that slope, whereas like it's hard to like control a draw off of an up or a ball above your feet. Why? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I think I'd rather have it above my feet. If we're talking like closer, then I want it. Actually, no. If it's further away, if it's any further away, I probably want it above my feet. I, I, I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Just to <laughs> argue with you, just to just to like go against you. I want it below my feet. Like I said, I'm sticking to my guns. I had a I had two weird scenarios today where I had a ball below my feet where I needed to hit a draw. And it was like pretty far below my feet. And then I had a ball above my feet where I needed to hit a fade. So it was interesting. Hmm. So it was tough to tough to navigate. You really have to exaggerate. Execute yeah, it really both. is. Would you rather okay, would you rather have to hit a draw with the ball below your feet or fade with the ball above your feet? Because in that case I'm changing my answer. Oh, fade above my feet all day. Yeah, same. Fade above my feet yeah. too. Is it's so because like I feel like you need to be a little steep with the ball below your feet, and you need to be more shallow with the ball above your feet. But you can kind of get away with being steep with that as well. But it's really, I don't know. It, like I really had to like, dig it out when I needed to draw below my feet today. But it, I mean, I hit it well. It just didn't feel right because I'm more. I like hitting more of a fade. Weird. I yeah. feel like me too, me too, brother. It's all faded all day. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Um, we're going to wrap it up here. It's good talking to you again. You as well. Um, all right. Play well tomorrow. And uh, next week, I'm going to be in Colorado while we do this. So we'll figure out a day. Thanks, mate. You play, you play well tomorrow as well, too. Um, sounds good. And. Yeah, let's get after it. Alright man. Talk to you next week. Peace. Good night. Or good morning. Or good day. We gotta do it again, dude. Look the lens cap out.